So, uh, welcome to the penultimate session in this Developer Community Summit, the first one that we've run here at AWS reInvent. Uh, what we're running this afternoon is a series of sessions that are about uh, the value that the AWS uh, user community provides to the rest of the community of users for AWS. And I think one of the best examples of that is user groups and the role of user group leaders in the community. And that's obviously what this, this session is going to be focused on. Uh, just to quickly introduce myself, I'm going to be moderating the session. Uh, my name's Ian Massingham. I lead developer evangelism for AWS in Europe, Middle East, and Africa. So that's my role. I've been with AWS three years on Wednesday, actually. So I'm going to have a little party on Wednesday night to celebrate my, my third anniversary. And I've been working with AWS user groups for three weeks on Wednesday. It was pretty much the first thing that I did when I came to the company. I reached out to some of the guys that run the user groups in my local country in the UK, and I was completely inspired by what I saw, actually. The guys that were leading these groups were amazing. And as I've gone around the world in my role, I've been lucky enough to come into contact with a lot of other user group leaders. I have an incredible level of respect for the people that catalyze these, these groups in the community. I think they do an absolutely brilliant job and one that is really, really valuable for the rest of the community. And as an Englishman, we don't often use the word passionate when we're talking about work. Okay, it's not really what English people do, but I would say that I'm actually quite passionate about AWS user groups. I think they're a really, really strong asset. Who here participates in an AWS user group? Okay, so everybody that didn't put your hand up, I'm very disappointed. Okay, <laughs> you need to. You need to get involved in these communities. You need to lead them or participate in them. You will get a lot out of them if you do so. Okay, so that's the end of my intro. I'm going to quickly introduce, in fact, I won't. I'll ask our panelists to introduce themselves. So, Peter, maybe you can introduce yourself more completely uh, and also say a little bit about yourself and also a little bit about the user group that you lead. Sure. So, everyone can hear me. I'm Peter Sinkowskis. Um, I'm an Australian living in Silicon Valley for the past 10 years, and I run the Advanced AWS uh, Meetup Group in San Francisco. Um, I've been running that for about three years. Great. Shingo? Uh, hi, I'm Shingo Yoshida. Uh, we have Joe's uh, UG, uh, AWS user group in Japan. Uh, they, uh, we have uh, 50 uh, group, 50 branch uh, in, in this Joe's uh, UG. And uh, I, have, uh, I, I have drive uh, Yokohama branch for four years. Yeah. Great. Marcus. Yeah, my name is Marcus Ostertek. Um I'm running the Munich user group, um, so Germany. Um, we're right now something like 1,200, a little bit over 1,200 people. I'm running this for, I think, nearly three years now. Um, um, yeah, and that's it, actually. Hello, everyone. My name is Becky, and I'm from Shanghai AWS user group. And for me, this is my first time to join this AWS event here, and I'm very, very glad to be here. Yeah, great. And for the Shanghai AWS user group, rather than other user groups in other world, in other countries, it was very young because it was just established uh, last year. So, but right now, with the one-year growth up, we have about 800, more than 800 registered members online, and we have several chat groups. And for the for for the for the members here you know, to do some instant uh, for the, do some instant contact, and several of them you know, has about 500 people, and which touches the limits of the number. So very good to be here. Yeah. Cool. Great, Great. stuff. So uh, returning to you, Peter, can you talk a little bit about uh, how and why you got started running a user group? I think you're a little bit different in 
San Francisco because you, you have another one, right, which you don't run, which has a different kind of member in it, but you have a particular constituency right. that you target. So how did you get started in, in, in that particular strategy? Yes, yeah, so in the Bay Area, there's probably about a half a dozen, maybe a dozen different meetup groups, depending on which area and what your focus is. Um, I, 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 I talked to Larry and Donnie, the ones who started the advanced AWS meetup group. Um, because they'd been running the group for about a year, they let it go dormant for about a year, and then I was like, we should be doing this again, it was really fun. So they said, that was great, but you do all the work. Okay. <laughs> so um, I inherited about 300 members and just wanted to start talking about the advanced topics in AWS, because a lot of times it's, there's no shortage of content on how to begin something with AWS. There's thousands of videos on YouTube, gigabytes of documentation. Let's focus on uh, people that are using AWS day in and day out. Come in, talk about a challenge that you had, how you solved it, um, because what you think might be a unique problem, someone else is going to pick up something from that and learn from it. Okay, interesting. What about you, Marcus? How did you get started in Munich? Yeah, actually, um, there was no user group in Munich. Um, and then there we came up at, I think it was the AWS Summit in Berlin. Um, some people gathered together. Um, we talked with AWS. And um, then we had, as Berlin was already um, having a user group, we were like, yeah, OK, Munich should have one too. Um, and then we just tried out. We met at the beer garden, so typical Munich thing, obviously. Um, had some beer and just talked with 10 to 15 people about what should we do, should we do it at all. Um, and then I think it was three or four people um, who are actually wanted to do something and start something. And then we um, tried to, after three or four meetings, um, we tried to have it a more um, a more professional way, that to say, um, like a conference style with really um, having talks, um, inviting people from AWS, um, having solution architects or having customers from AWS just talking about their problems, their issues, but also their solutions. And so now we're um, we're traveling around over Munich to different offices. Um, so you can see new offices, you can learn new companies inside of Munich, which is, I think, one of the cool, way, uh, cool things about the user group. Um, and just, yeah, talk with people, network with other AWS users. Um, and so it started. Great. Becky, you said in your introduction that you've not been running that long. So what motivated you to get started running a user group? Actually, my partner and I was running, uh, are running a staffing, uh, a staffing company, and uh, my partner is the community hero of AWS. Uh -huh. So he, so we got to know uh, AWS in about you know, three or four years ago. So then, then my, my first time to get to know AWS, and I found that wow, that, that, that was a fantastic thing. And then so we try to so to and get to know more people and more talent and more experts about about this field. So we start to and get the people together and hang out and try to find some young people and similar to us to to get to know about AWS. So maybe that's my motivation to and start our AWS uh, grouping in Shanghai. Yeah, and I found it is really good. And now we have in something like uh, WeChat and something like uh, WhatsApp. Yep. Uh, in China, and we use this thing to contact each other, contact the members, uh, whoever you are, uh, an AWS expert or you are a rookie in, in AWS, and everyone can talk to, to, to give instant talk, chat. Good. 
Uh, Shingo. Yeah. Japan's unique, right, with JAWS. A lot of AWS guys have got those cool JAWS stickers on their yeah, laptops yeah. that you guys travel around the world with in your bags, it seems. Uh, you've got this sort of federated model with lots and lots of user groups in different cities. Is that why you got started, because you see, saw what was happening in, in Tokyo, or what's the story there? Uh, oh, How did you get started in, in Yokohama? Uh, in Yokohama? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, in 2012, uh, I was shocked about uh, fast meat for, uh, for uh, elastic beanstalks uh, brewing deployment in swapping URL. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. That was shock. Uh -huh. Yeah. Very dynamic. So uh, uh, I I want to start, but uh, Tokyo's user group is already bigger uh, to manage uh, myself. So yeah, I want to start my community in uh, lo in local location. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, Having been to quite a few user group meetups around the world, uh, a lot of the success and sustainability hinges on content. You know, people will come to meetups where they can learn things, in my experience, and uh, it can be challenging to fill the agenda, particularly if you've got a very regular meetup. So, Marcus, what's your, what's your strategy on content? How do, you identify, how do you identify speakers? How do you determine whether or not somebody gets a slot at one of your, one of your meetups? Yeah, actually, like you say, I think that's one of the, the, the biggest challenges you have when you're running a user group. Um, we're in Munich. Um, actually, we learned um, that last year at a, um, a similar meeting here at reInvent in Las Vegas, where, um, which we had with several other user group leaders, and um, unfortunately, I don't know his name, but um, one said that they do um, upfront of the always this um, recent announcement of AWS. So. The, one of the user group leaders is always running a 10 to 15 minutes recent announcement. And as you all know, AWS is really pushing hard on updates. Um, and so you always have content for the first 10 to 15 minutes. Um, and when I came back from, from Las Vegas last year, I asked just my user group um, people about if that would be something they would be interested in. And the feedback was just awesome. They really, everybody's coming like, yeah, it's really hard to follow up this announcement and the user group is exactly the place where we want to have these announcements. And since then, um, I, I try to, to um, find out what are the really important announcements since the last meetup and try to present them in a very open, um, not so professional way, just um, having a few slides about um, telling a little bit about the announcements, if there is a new service, what does the service do, but on a very, very high level. Um, and that seems to be, be really, really good and the people, the feedback is great about it and the people seem to like it. Yeah, interesting. Uh Peter, with the advanced topics that you cover, mm -hmm. is it challenging to find speakers that are at the right level of technical depth? Yeah. How do you tackle that? Network, actually. Um, so I'll put out a call to uh, the group probably about every six months asking for speakers. And when, when it's the advanced AWS meetup, what that basically means is two things. Um, one, we don't want any intro level topics. Um, there's, there's no shortage of, of ways to go and find out about that. Um, and the second thing is um, you should know where the documentation is. So, oh, sorry, you, you, no intro, no documentation. Um, the other thing is no sales pitches. 
Um, no one likes to be sold to. So when I get the responses back from the call out for speakers, I need to go through the descriptions very carefully and say, that sounds a little bit too salesy. Um, it's, like a, it's like running a conference. I would imagine it's at a little bit bigger scale, the, the conference. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of the, the yes. vetting that you do on the speakers. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, because what we're, you want the people that come to your meetup to be able to learn something, um, and it's something that they can use that night when they go home. Um, and if it's someone that's trying to sell to them, that's not that interesting. Um, if it's a, uh, someone, an engineer at a startup um, talking about how they're doing deployments um, and how they built that in a continuous way, that's something interesting. Yep. Okay. Uh, for Japan, Shingo, yeah. one of the things that we, uh, we actually quite a few of the AWS team watch them is things like the lightning talks that you have, uh, which I've seen in JAWS days have been incredibly high energy, like really special. Yeah. How do you find speakers like that? Is it just that they're naturally in the community, or do you have to have to really go out and find those? Yeah, that's naturally. Uh, yeah, we we said the uh, truck owner. Yeah. And yeah, truck owner uh, manage the speakers. Uh, uh, SA uh, AWS SA is okay, uh, but uh, user community member is okay, but. We have many speakers in Japan, <laughs> in community, <laughs> yeah. yeah, already. Maybe you could, uh, I guess a lot of the people in the room might not know about the, the, the JAWS Day, the actual event that you put on. Yeah, that's Community Reds uh, Conference. And how, and how big is that? Uh, 1,500 people attend, attend. Yeah. 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 So it's like an AWS summit in terms of its Yeah, AWS size. helps, yeah, little, uh, but uh, content is uh, based uh, community. Community yeah. content, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Uh, Becky, what about you? How do you find speakers for your meetup? Yeah, it's always a task for, I mean, maybe for the every user group, actually. And the first thing, as Ian Marka says, we have to get the voice from our users, right? We have to know what they are really and really are interested in. So when we get the, what they are really interested in and we try to find, we got our uh, direction. To, to find find the speakers, and then we uh, we actually we got many help in from AWS, and they just pro provide many and uh, user list for us, and so I can check out. Oh, maybe maybe this one will be will be good <laughs> for for our for our topic today. Yeah, something like this. And you know we are uh, actually and I we are running a a stop in in, in China, so uh, so make him, we can also and get some help from our staff friends. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you mentioned uh, sales pitches, okay, yes. which is a contentious issue in, in meetups. I spend a lot of time supporting uh, the group in London, obviously, because it's local to me, and we do a lot of work on filtering, trying to make sure that if people mm -hmm. are participating for commercial reasons, uh, the content is still technical content. I mean, that's something that we've worked on quite a lot. There are costs. But even of that sort of, it can it can go either way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there are. The, there are costs associated with running these groups. You need mm -hmm. you need a venue. You need you know the staple of a tech meetup, which is pizza and beer, and actually right. other kinds of catering that you might want to try and increase diversity in the group as well. So, how do you manage that? Do you have sponsors that are involved? If you do have sponsors, how do you gate that? 
process. Right. How much of an overhead is that for you? Yeah, so uh, similar to like doing a call for speakers every six months, I'll do a call for sponsors every six months. Um, because every meetup that we have has two types of sponsors. There's the venue sponsor, um, which has you know a stage, a projector, yep. um, all that sort of thing. Um, and what we try to do is um, have it at a different startup every month. So we're not in a fixed location. Um, we'll work with them to find out what ha has availability, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And the other type of sponsor that we have is the food and drink sponsor. So if you want to come and talk at um, our event, um, as a thank you for sponsoring either food and drink or um, uh, the venue, you've got five to ten minutes at the beginning of the meetup to use however you want. And that's pretty much send, uh, time boxing the sales side of it. Mm -hmm. So if you're sponsoring food and drink, um, typically that's, you know, I'm a SaaS product, I'm trying to sell you whatever that is. Um, the venue, because it's at the startup, is usually more a recruiting focus. Yep. Um, and then they'll talk about like why this company is so great. But also, just by going, like the attendees just going to the startup, they get to see the office space, what it's like. They get to see, maybe if I'm not happy in this job, maybe that one's actually kind of interesting. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. The other point that I'll make is, with the food and drink sponsor, um, if you plan on starting a, a user group, um, don't do the expense report thing because it just never works. If they say that they're going to sponsor the meetup, it's on them to get the food to the meetup and pay for it however they want. You don't pay for it and then like expense reimburse it. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that elsewhere before as yeah. well. Okay. <laughs> so, you, Marcus, you have a you use the same venue quite regularly. Not no? that much. We, we try to move around um, through several offices, but um, as we have uh, AWS in Munich um, with not really the headquarter in Germany, but a really big office, yep. um, we, I think, 30 to 40% of the year, um, we're using AWS, um, which makes it easy. Um, so, lucky me. Um, to, to find, but um, we're just working exactly as Peter just explained, um, searching for sponsors. Um, we Most of the time we have a venue and the food and drink. It's Most of the time it's the same sponsor. We don't give them the time for sales pitches. Um, we we allow them obviously to, to talk, but it um, really should be a technical talk. So there's um, no exception for them. Um, they, um, as you just said, Peter, it's exactly the same that um, by getting people, and especially in Munich, it's really, really hard to find good developers. So um, for them, it's a really good opportunity to do um, the HR stuff um, by getting people into their offices and being allowed to hang out their um, current job offerings and stuff like that. And that's what why they're doing it and works pretty well. Good, good. Becky? But Actually, in China, many, many Many companies are curious about AWS because AWS China is very young, you know. And so many, uh, actually a lot, lot of companies is real, is, are willing to and uh, sponsor, to be the sponsor of us. So, but, but we are trying to and uh, move around and not, not just you know, fix the, the location or, or, or the place. I mean, so and actually and uh, up till now we get many uh, the, the, the help we does, but we, actually and we, we allow them to do some in uh, HR work and uh, during our event. But I think it, it is okay because you know AWS and the engineer is quite difficult to, to find and to get. I mean a good a good a good one, right? So um, and I think it, it, it is easy for us to get sponsored in Shanghai. Actually. <laughs> 
Shingo, do you have commercial partners in Yeah, yeah. Japan? Uh, in Japan, uh, we start to drink or we start to eat after meetup. So we need venue only. Okay. So we call, yeah. And, and we, uh, in uh, each branch, uh, we uh, almost, uh, 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 our branch uh, fixed the uh, venue. Uh, that's that's the mm -hmm. easy to uh, manage. Yeah, uh, so they, they use the same yeah, venue yeah. repeatedly, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, scaling these groups, uh, if you had to give, let's say there are people in the audience that are interested in being user group leaders themselves and maybe starting their own user group in their, their city or their town, mm -hmm. if you had to give one piece of advice to, to sort of make that a success mm -hmm. in, in terms of making the group sustainable, let's say, what would you say people should focus on? I would say use meetup.com even though it's not my favorite. Um, reason being is when you announce, when you put an event on there, um, other people that are registered on meetup.com will see that and they're basically doing a bunch of promotion for you. Yep. So a few days before the event, like basically what happens is you announce an event, you have uh, registrations, like RSVPs come in and then it dips down and then three, two, three days before it shoots up again. So trying to predict like what the attendance will be is a black art. I still haven't figured that out after three years. Um, but using meetup.com is they do some of the work for you. Yeah, you get, I describe it as organic discovery as well, where when, when yep. you post a meetup, people that are in that metro area will mm -hmm. get a notification, right? And that can yep. drive quite a bit of traffic. Right. And then if you do have money to spend on advertising, um, I would say Twitter advertising is probably the best because yep. you can do location targeting, so just get your area. Yeah. Uh, Becky, any guidance for people that are trying to grow meetups? Obviously, you started quite recently, you've got 800 members. How, how, what would your tip be for people that want to grow and scale a group? Okay, actually, and from, you know, uh, a user could be just like a, a business development. I think it's the same thing. So I think the marketing <laughs> and branding is, is also essential for us. So we use it in the Chinese and Weibo and WeChat as our platform to, uh, to promote our event and to let people know our event. And I think being constant is really essential for us because you know, and you should let people know, let the members know, oh, we exist. And we are trying to keep our activities, keep going, let them keep going on. I mean, so I think that is important. And I think cooperating with other user groups is also a good way to promote our user group, I think. Yes, it's a win-win. It's a win-win activity. Yeah, yeah. Marcus. Um, yeah, we also use Meetup.com, just like Peter said. Um, even if you don't like it, just use it. Um, um, <laughs> it's not the perfect thing, but right now there is nothing better out there because of the local promotion. Um, you will just get a lot of people, um, or get the attention of a lot of people, just by using Meetup.com. Um, one thing. Um, we do is that we're trying to um, we're trying to not really fix the dates, but at least announce some of the dates, um, something like three to six months upfront, so that people know the user group is still active. Um, on Meetup.com, you will find many many user groups or or whatever kind of groups, um, which are 
not active anymore. And so try to show that you're still active, you're still working on it, you still will have meetups. Um, and even if you do, for example, we do, um, most of the time we do a summer break, like one or two months where we don't have a meetup. Um, but then announce the meetup in, for example, September or October if you start again so that people know um, you're still active, you're still growing, and you will do again um, a new meetup. So. Shingo, any yeah, follow-up yeah. to? Uh, recently, uh, it's easy to... Uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's an easy way to label your community for, uh, for example, uh, this is IoT branch, uh, this is uh, big data branch, or uh, this is newcomers branch. Uh, so uh, people uh, easy to understand to... Okay, so within uh, your one group, you have yeah. different subgroups? Yeah, recently. Okay, that's interesting. Can you talk a bit more about those the three, or do you have more than three? Yeah, uh, not uh, more than three. Or, uh, you said like the IO IoT? Yeah, IoT, CRI. Uh, big data, uh, newcomers, yeah, some of newcomers branch. Uh, yeah, that's, that's uh, easy to understand to yeah. attend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. So, we might turn it open at this point for any questions from the group or from the audience. Does anybody in the room have any questions that they want to ask our panelists? You'll see we've got two microphones at the middle of the room. If you could run back to them and, and ask so that the other people in the room can hear, that would be really, really good. If you do have a question, just go to a mic and uh, feel free to ask. Hello. Uh, this is for Peter and Marcus. You guys mentioned uh, Meetup, and you guys are in completely separate areas. Um, out of all the RSVP, what percentage do you think actually attends? Yeah, so um, if you would have asked me uh, a year and a half, well, probably two years ago, um, I would say pretty flat 50% of RSVPs show up. Then the AWS loft launched in San Francisco, and attendance went <laughs> So we're like, all right, you can go to the AWS loft. They've got an event almost every night. Um, how do we differentiate ourselves? So we needed to change our, um, the way we were running the meetup, um, focus more on uh, getting people that work at startups to come and talk about how they use things. And now we've got attendance back up to about 35%. So if we have, so what I typically say is, um, to the food and drink spence, uh, sponsors, plan for 75 people to show up. Sometimes we run out of food, sometimes we don't, but plan for 75. Yeah, for us, um, the 50%, uh, like you said, Peter, um, there's one trick we did in the last two or three minutes, I think, um, to, to try to get this up um, to, for the food and drink sponsors, that's mm -hmm. essential. Um, we, we just write an email to everybody who RSVP'd. Um, you can do that directly via Meetup. Um, that they please um, should get off the waiting list. Um, so we're trying to limit um, now our, even if the location is big enough, uh, even if the venue is big enough, um, we're trying to limit the attendance now. Um, and so there will be a waiting list. Um, and if you now write to the people an email like, hey, you RSVP to this event, it will be tomorrow or the day after tomorrow, please open up your spot if you can't make it. Um, actually, People do that. Um, and so um, the waiting list will empty down, um, most of the people, and then you will go to 65 to 70% um, of those who are RSVP'd. Great, thanks. 
And then um, to Shingo's point, having a themed meetup uh, seems to help a lot. So AWS is, what, 50 services? By the end of the week, it'll probably be 60. Um, so pick some small subset of those, and you'll have people that are interested in that topic uh, arrive, rather than just, like, spray and pray. Uh, just to add to that, in, in the user group in Dublin that I'm involved with, mm -hmm. they've gone for that approach of having uh, specific topics that they've covered in meetups. So they've done voice applications with Alexa, mm -hmm. they've done IoT, and that's driven not only a high level of attendance, but also a different subset of attendees to come along that right. might be interested in embedded systems or mm -hmm. have some particular interest in voice apps. So right. I think that works really well, actually, yep. in my experience. On the our, your your left hour right over here. Hello there. I just started the Denver Amazon Users uh, Meetup. Congratulations. And thank you. Good job. Um, we've got in less than four meetings. We've got 225 members now. Just wondering how often you meet. And I've got one more question. Mm -hmm. uh, once a month. Shingo, how often do you your group meet? How often? How often? Yeah. Uh, once in two months. Okay. Once a month. Once a month or twice a month. Wow. Yeah, and sometimes, and it's like, sometimes one month we have meetup, and we have another event called happy hour. Yep. And we mm -hmm. take it seriously because I think happy hour is really, really good. And because we, we can chat, we can talk everything and chat everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say my experience, two months is every other month is the most common certainly in Western Europe, to go mm -hmm. more frequent than that. It more, seems more prevalent in Asia, in my experience. Mm -hmm. And um, I noticed there's an AWS UG um, Twitter, but nobody seems to be uh, uh, manning that. Does Amazon plan on doing that sometime? Uh, I don't think it's one that we run. I think that might be run by a guy that I know in Dublin who was quick and got the handle. So <laughs> speak to me afterwards, and I'll, I can talk to you a bit more about that. Thank you. <laughs> okay. As someone who runs a user group, um, one of the pieces of advice that I've often seen is not to change your your timing or locations. And I wondered if, uh, the, for those of you who move your meetups around, what strategies do you use to um, make it so that people show up at the right place at the right time uh, instead of wherever the last one was and things like that? Um. For us, like San Francisco is the type of people that live there like to move around a lot. So um, not having it fixed actually works really well. Like because of congestion, getting like three miles in San Francisco can take half an hour. Um, so having a meetup here and there and there and there, you'll get a wide variety of people um, coming. So. When I announce the meetup, I sort of pick it hopefully near some sort of public transport, but that's about it. Yeah, same for me. Um, we, we never did it. I think we never had two months where we did it at the same place each after. So um, people in Munich are very used that we move around all over Munich. Um, we even had a meetup, I think, two months ago, which was outside of Munich, so in a suburb. Um, and I thought, oh, hopefully that works. Um, but it was the biggest meetup we had so far. Um, I, I think that was just because people living out there and working out there weren't able um, to get into Munich in time. And so now we had something like 100 people. Usually we have 70 to 80 at a meetup. Uh, and there we had 100 people, um, which was kind of cool. So um, I think 
try things out and um, try what works for you that might differ from city to city, I would say. Yeah, definitely has to localize. Like, ask, ask your attendees what they want. Yeah. Thank you. Anything to add on location? Oh, it's easy to gather a fixed location. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely easier. Yeah. <laughs> It's a little bit more work if you have to find the new venue every time. That's mm -hmm. some yeah. of the feedback that I've heard. That's right. Uh, question on this side? Yeah, um, hi. Oh, well. Um, so one thing that I struggle with as a, uh, an organizer of a user group is that, um, you know, I have to strike a balance between community-driven content versus uh, commercial uh, content, like inviting AWS solution architects or um, it, solution partners. So. But at the end of the day, we're talking about a commercial uh, product after all. So how do you, how do you balance between uh, community-driven content versus commercial and sales and, and all that stuff? Yeah, um, interesting question. Uh, actually, I don't think about it. Um, <laughs> it's, um, if, if I get a speaker um, from, from a customer who has a solution or who has something interesting to say, um, I always would prefer the customer um, just because user groups aren't run by AWS. Um, they should be independent and they are independent, at least in our case, and I think everybody yeah. here. Um, so, and, uh, so I think it's important that um, not too many AWS employees are at the stage and always talking AWS. So um, I always would prefer something not from AWS, um, but obviously if we're talking about new services. Um, for example, after reInvent, um, we will always, uh, in Munich, we always have this reInvent recap, um, which means that all announcements um, which were made during reInvent will also be topic at the next um, meetup we have. Um, I think it's a week after reInvent. Um, and so, obviously, there we have AWS speakers because it just makes sense. Nobody is able to adapt that fast in a week after reInvent, after a new service may be announced, um, to, to talk about that service. So those are the, the meetups where we have AWS speakers. But besides that, I always would prefer a customer um, to talk about their solutions. One thing that you can try is um, if you have someone that wants to sponsor your meetup, um, that's their sort of opportunity to do the sales pitch. But it's time boxed. It's like five, no more than five or 10 minutes. If they want to do something longer, um, ask them to get one of their customers to come and talk. If they can pull that off, then they're serious about it. If they can't, then maybe their product isn't actually that good. Yeah, every time we appreciate the sponsor for uh, venue sponsor, mm -hmm. yeah. But, uh, 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 in other case, uh, we just say behave. <laughs> <laughs> Question on this side? Yeah, first of all, thank you guys for being here. It's great to hear uh, some best practices from such a globally diverse group. Um, and, and I've learned some, Peter, from the using customers to present and Becky on the happy hour, the less formal setting, that's great. Um, kind of a two-part question, have you any experience with user groups kind of in a large enterprise, sort of a private user groups within, you know, big corporation, large companies? And, and second part of that question, have you any experience with user groups kind of in a global setting, like a virtual user groups, so to speak? Um, I don't within enterprise, um, but in terms of global, um, last year I created a, a unofficial 
uh, reInvent Slack group, um, sent out some invites to that and sort of controlled uh, how that spread out with like a strict invite system. Um, and that worked, like, that worked really well. Um, it created the group of about 150 people that were just talking. Like, I knew most of these people, um, and we were all just talking about the conference, like, as it was happening. Um, you know, where are you? Do you want to meet up? Um, registration's not looking good right now. You might want to hold off. Um, that sort of thing. Um, and this year, we're keeping, keeping the same group alive, um, but opening up registration to everyone now. So from that, like, there's certain risks involved in doing something like that. Like, with Slack in particular, that email that you register with can be scraped by anyone. Please don't do that. But um, you've just sort of got to set the tone with a smaller group first um, and build up what you want that meetup to be before it gets bigger. That would be my advice. Yeah, we have uh, one uh, private uh, enterprise group in Japan. Uh, and CIO's issues can understand CIO only. Yep. So, mm -hmm. yeah, private group, it's okay mm, to yeah, communicate mm -hmm. with same same grade person. Yep. Yeah. Mm. I can say that the same uh, similar program runs in, in the Republic of Ireland in Dublin as well, where they have an enterprise-specific meetup with, again, C-levels and some directors and heads of function as well in larger corporations in in Ireland that participate in that, but I wouldn't say that's something that, that happens extensively around the world. There are a few experiments with it in different locations. If, if you want to talk more about that, then please grab me afterwards and I, I can share a little bit more on it. Thank you. Go ahead. Good afternoon. Um, so some good advice here for sure. Uh, it seems like something you could sink an awful lot of time into though. Um, I'm wondering what kind of time commitment you guys uh, put into this uh, per meetup or just sort of globally. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I didn't get it. Uh, what, what level of uh, time commitment is required to run the group? To run, how many days a month or days per meetup do you do you invest in running the group? Oh, okay. Um... That's not long, actually, because <laughs> we because we always get many helping in from our our user group members, you know. So I mean, I mean, if if we just and you know, gather together and we get many ideas, uh, opinions, and you know, from them, so I can just you know, figure it out quickly. I think. Marcus, um, I think it's the wrong question. How much time um, <laughs> you invest? Um, because if if you want to run a user group, and I, I think it's a great thing to do, really for you personal, um, because in, in my opinion, I grew a lot just by running an AWS user group. Um, I grew a lot not only on knowing things about AWS, which I can use for my daily job, um, but also um, you increase your network um, a lot. Uh, you, you learn a lot of, a lot of new people, um, and it's not that much time as you may think of now. Um, I think, um, to give you a concrete answer, um, I think I'm not using more than four to five hours a month, um, including uh, the meetup itself, which takes, I would say, two to three hours a month in our case. Um, so if, if you have a um, actually really living and breathing user group, 
um, it's quite easy because um, speakers are coming to you at a user group and or at a meetup um, and just tell you, hey, um, I have this and that topic. Would that be interesting? And then you're just like, yeah, okay, just give me your um, give me your details and um, I will send you an email about when I have a slot free for you. Um, so. Um, if, if you have a breathing user group, it's quite easy and it don't take that much time. Mm -hmm. um, but don't think about the time you want or can't invest um, because you will grow on that. And I think that's, that's the point and the passion, like you said, um, the passion you should run, why you should run a user group. Should go? Any comment on the amount of time that you commit? The amount of uh, effort? 10% or less. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's two days a month, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And it's um, somewhat proportional to the amount of people involved in the meetup. Um, if it's, uh, you know, I've got the sponsor and the venue already lined up from a few months ago when I asked, um, and the, the speaker, like I have two speakers and they're ready to go, like it, it runs really, really smoothly. Um, uh, Christmas last year, I put together the 12 talks of Cloudmas, um, and that involved 12 Ignite talks. So the Ignite talk is um, 20 slides. Each slide advances every 20 seconds, um, and we had 12 of those. That was a pretty serious commitment, but it was also probably the most fun meetup I've ever had. Um, so sort of what do you want to, what do you want to get out of it? One, uh, one piece of best practice that I've, I've seen is that groups that are particularly large often have more than one organizer. So you'll... Oh, that'd be nice. Uh, you don't do that? You do that, <laughs> don't you, Marcus? You've got someone that helps you a little? Uh, not really. No? <laughs> so uh, this is certainly something that I would recommend is yeah. finding yeah. somebody that you can share the workload with. You know, a meetup is something that you're going to be running in your off hours. If you've got a heavy workload in your day job, it might go on the back burner for a bit. And if you've got a, a co-organizer that can help you get through those periods where you've got external pressure on you, that can make the group more sustainable in my, in my experience. So. Yeah, and especially um, to, to add one thing, um, especially in the beginning, ask AWS, um, because AWS is really supporting the user groups, at least in my case, and I think for the others it's the same. Um, AWS is supporting you really, really well. Um, you will get the speaker if you want them. Um, you will get the topics. Um, they will. They will connect you with people um, who are able to, to give you the location or whatever. Um, so just talk to AWS about your idea if you want to run a user group, yeah. um, and I'm sure that will help you out. Yeah, yeah find your local AWS developer evangelist. That's what, partly what we're here for. Yeah. And I think it's all about motivation. Because once we have a top, uh, uh, sorry, an event about stop. AWS and stuff, and so and before the, the event, I just post I, I post many and articles about AWS and stuff of, of AWS. So I think that's not cost me many time because I'm really willing to do that, and I want to, I want my members know about more of AWS. So I think it's um, it's about your motivation. If you are really and willing to spend your time to make it to make it better, I think. Yeah. Any more questions on that mic? Thanks. Uh, hi, you spoke briefly about subgroups, and um, I believe you said it was a newcomers group. Uh, I'm interested to hear a little bit more about the strategy behind that. And without that, uh, what are the strategies for uh, being more inclusive to uh, newcomers 
uh, or for people with varying level uh, levels of skill um, for for each meetup. You want to say something about your your your, your newcomers group, Shingo? Your your newcomers, your introductory group. How do you how do you structure that? What sort of activities do they? Participate? Uh, yeah. Uh, in uh, newcomers branch uh, next 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 time newcomer will be uh, speaker and yeah and a newcomer comes and then uh, that newcomer will be speaker okay that's that, that sustainable yeah okay so they, they have a, a learning project that they they learn something and then they bring yeah. it back and... Any, yeah. any topic is okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, we had, um, when I, I'm hearing, like I said, and like you already mentioned, um, hearing feedback from your user group is really, really important. And I think half a year ago or something like a year ago, um, people asked me if we could do more beginner stuff um, because we were very, very technical. Um, and we really did a lot of deep dives, um, which attracts the people, obviously. Um, but um, then I, I thought about um, maybe something like a freshman series might help. Um, and so every two or three months, um, we do um, maybe a lightning talk, just 10 to 15 minutes, or a full talk, like 45 minutes, about more beginner stuff. So um, really take people by the hand, um, and do a hands-on, okay, now we really talk about auto-scaling. Um, because I learned from, from the feedback and from talking to, to the people that um, for us who are very familiar with AWS, um, auto-scaling is says, yeah, it's there, and that's how it works, and that's why you use it, and that's why you need it. Um, but for beginners, it's not that easy. Um, it's like, yeah, they always talk about this auto-scaling, but why should I do auto-scaling? I can push a button and then it scales. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, not that it, it's really about hearing and getting the feedback. Um, and then I did a short talk, just 15 minutes, about how you implement auto-scaling um, and why you should do it. So a very, very basic, um, basic talk about what is auto-scaling, why you, do you want it, what's, what's the benefit and the advantages out of it, um, and that, uh, yeah, came in really well. Um, and so we now do that every two or three months um, and explicitly name it in the agenda um, as part of the freshman series, how we call it, um, to, to include um, new people, to include um, beginners, and um, yeah, be more diverse on that. I think AWS user group is independent, but also in a connect with AWS itself. So, and actually, and AWS and the and just and has many events for the newcomers, like Awesome Day, or a workshop, and something like this. So, and newcomers can also and get help from AWS if them. So, I think we can just connect each other. And, I mean, with with AWS. And so, and do make, make things and to just and to just think how to make things uh, do do get get better. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I want I want yeah, go ahead. to speak one important thing. Uh, we want to make the next heroes in community. So uh, now uh, newcomers, but uh, then to the next heroes. Mm -hmm. So you want to bring that talent through and develop it in the community? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. 
on this mic. Yeah, a quick question. This might be a little too basic, but what is the process of starting an AWS user group? And specifically for Peter, because I'm from the Bay Area as well, so what is the, the process to get, get a new user group going? Um, you make it up as you go. <laughs> <laughs> you totally do. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you want to start a new one, go to meetup.com, pay the registration fee, um, and voila, you have a meetup group. Um, from there, it is, I need a venue, I need someone to pay for food and drink, particularly in the Bay Area, otherwise no one will show up, and um, I need someone to talk about something. Um, so, yeah, you just make it up as you go. There's no real process. Well, we can help, though. So if you are, are going <laughs> to do, uh, do that, in all seriousness, speak to one of our team, uh, the AWS team. Speak to somebody in developer relations or in the evangelism team. We've helped a lot of... Right. Organizers around the world get started. You were very early. Mm -hmm. uh, since then, we've put in place a lot of good practice that is more repeatable. So if you are interested in doing that, do talk to one of the AWS team that's local to you. Right. It's not difficult. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you're in the Bay Area, um, I don't know if we need another one. Yeah. Um, but definitely come and help. Like, talk to me afterwards. I could definitely use some help. Yeah, that's a good idea. OK, any further questions? Oh, on this mic. Yeah, go ahead. Um, good evening. Other than cost and avoiding the sales pitch, which is something that seems to have come up a couple of times, mm -hmm. what would the panelists say is the biggest advantage of a user group in their experience over and above, say, enterprise-level support and attending AWS conferences? The biggest advantage? Yeah. Yes. Uh, the community. I, I, would, I would value the community above the content that happens at the meetup. Um, you're... As the organizer, you're going to meet a ton of people. Um, as an attendee at one of these meetups, you're going to, like, you should have a chance at the beginning and at the end of each meetup to go and meet people. Um, no one sort of starts, well, very few people start off being good at networking, and you shouldn't, like, think of it that way. Um, just talk to the person that you end up sitting next to um, about what they do, and chances are you may be working on a similar problem and you'll get it solved even faster. So. The community is the advantage. Want to add anything to that? Nothing to add. To <laughs> what Peter yeah. said. It's exactly right. Okay, the mic's empty. Does anybody else have any further questions? Okay, uh, I'm going to close up by saying, well, massive thank you for participating in the panel, but also massive thank you for leading the communities that you lead for the community members that participate in them. I think you do a great job, as I said at the beginning of the session. I just want to say a massive thank you to you all. So thank you. Okay, so we'll, we'll wrap this session up. Uh, there's another uh, set of sessions in here afterwards, which are lightning talks. Uh, it's heavily subscribed with pre-registrations again, so if I could ask you to leave the room. If you are pre-registered, then line up. If you're not registered, then line up against the back wall. And we'll see you in half an hour or so. Thank you. Thanks for participating and joining us this afternoon.